It's not a fairy tale. 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 It's not a fairy tale, mommy. We are no longer living life in paradise. It's, it's not, not a fairy tale. I know it's been a while, y'all. It has been. We have been adulting on life on life as an adult. <laughs> And vacationing, yes, it's been kicking us in the ass, and we've been vacationing at the same time. So because sometimes you just have to reset and chill and come back and do it all over again. Got to get away, like Mary J said, get away. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know about that, but (laughs) (laughs) you have to. Yes, very important for self care. Self care is the best care. Yes, it is. Self care is life care. So what you been up to? Because it's been like a gazillion weeks. It has been. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, when was the last time we met up and we recorded? Like, it's, it's been, been a about while. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah, so I, what have I been up to? Enjoying life. Okay. Hanging out, like, chilling. I have gotten used to, like, dinnering by myself. Good. I haven't taken myself on a date yet to the movie theater, which is a perfect place to go by yourself, but mm-hmm. haven't done that yet. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but it's nothing I ever want to see for $20. Why would you spend $20? It's just you. But it costs how much? That's how much it costs to go to the movies. No, it don't. It's, where do you go to the movies at? I go to the regular movie theater. Are you buying food on top of your ticket? No, that's how much it costs. It's not $20. Like if you go at night or something. Or you by yourself is still not $20. I thought it was like $16 a ticket. That's not $20. When we went to so- Girl, I round up. <laughs> okay. When we went to Rounding see- up is the next dollar, not... <laughs> it's over five. Okay. Okay. It's not $20 to go to the movies. For a ticket, for one ticket. Okay, so it's $16, I think. I can't remember how much we paid to go see Lion King, but that would be... Well, I think I'm going back to see Little Mermaid. That's going to be my next movie. Well, that's going to be a while. Oh, yeah, that's 2020. Yeah. I'll figure it out. There ain't nothing really out that I want to see. Hmm. I just, you know, and I'm I'm a little dark but ever since the aurora colorado movie shooting i feel uncomfortable being in a movie theater unless i go to like an early early matinee really we only go to matinees yeah so i could see that because when we went to go see lion king it was storming Mm -hmm. and something hit the transmitter or whatever and the power went out the power went out in our theater when were you there wait the power went out when we went to see toy story 4 just me and my husband was it like on a Saturday night? It was on a Saturday, but we went during the daytime. We don't go at night anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Girl, well. Because we cheat. I understand that. <laughs> I'm cheap too, but family was in town. Mm-hmm. Girl, so we were in there with the power out, and it was super dark in there. And they were like, uh, we have these generators, but we're going to try to restart the movie from where we left off. If you want a refund, you can come out. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we sat there for like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. No power. Just those lights all the way at the top of the mm-hmm. ceiling. I was like, okay. When are we going to get started? I know. I'll be looking for my exits. Yeah. I have I a plan see. in my head. Yeah. Get out. But yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, okay, when's the power going to come back on? Mm-hmm. It stormed real bad that night. Mm-hmm. So if I was by myself, I probably would have been really scared. Because you know I'm scary anyway. Yeah. See, if it was storming real bad like that, I would have thought I was in Twister. Because, you know, they were at the drive-in and the tornado came through. 
Girl, you in these movies and these scenarios. Twister was the very first movie that I went on a date on. Really? Yes. It was your first date? That was my first date movie. Yes. I was dating when I was like 13. Oh, no. Not in my house. Girl, we went to the skate ring. Girl, those were dates. We no, go to the I'm movies. talking about an official date like your parents knew you were going on a date. Not that you snuck out and met somebody. Or you told your parents, oh, I'm just going to the skating ring with my friends. Yeah. That is like, just when does that that's happen? a sneaky tip. I don't know how old I was dating. But my mama used to drop us off. But that's still not a, an official date. Like my date's brother and his girlfriend picked us up. Oh, so you had a date date. It was date. a date date. Gotcha. <laughs> it wasn't no parents involved exactly. in the date. Oh, well, yeah, the that, parents were involved to me. That probably my happened around 16 when yeah. I started driving. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my parents, you know, they knew too much. Okay. They were doing <laughs> they were doing too much by intervening in the transportation mode. But okay. if we got on a city bus and went, that was a date. Okay. Is that right? Is that how you classify a date? I mean, I classify a date as the person that I'm going with picking me up oh. and my parents meeting who it was. Like, to me, it's officially oh, a date when, when they my come parents, to the house. Yeah, when they come to the house and my parents meet them and my dad gives them the talk. That's oh. an official date. Okay. Yeah. But the meeting stuff, like I did that all the time. I didn't consider that like a real date. <laughs> okay. Girl, I thought all oh, it was dates. No, no, no. For no, me, no. that's a date. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't been up to anything. I went on vacation. Woo-hoo. My annual four generation trip minus one member of the family, but replaced by one of my bestest friends. And we had a good time. My child acted like an asshole, but mind you, I haven't seen her in a month. And then she came home for a week and then we went on vacation. Um, I had to get in that butt twice. And I was like, yeah, this is not vacation if I have to hand out spankings. You know? Right. This is stressing me out. You messing exactly. with my zen. You messing with my zen. You killing my vibe. I ain't going to say what I want to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness but outside of the antics of my child um we had a good time she had a good time grandma had a good time grandma got on a lazy river mm-hmm. and she never for the past couple of years she's been like i ain't getting in there i barely want to get on the pool get in the pool but she got on a lazy river she was like oh i like it it's very relaxing mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so sweet i'm 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 so upset that i didn't go because mm-hmm. i really didn't need to stay at work but Girl, you should have you called off sick and came and got a pitcher of watermelon juice with me and our other friend. I know. It was so delicious. Mm. And it's nothing like it. Girl, I'll be trying to drink that simply. No, you got to get a watermelon and juice and it. Juice it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's mm-hmm. the only way to get it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I hadn't had much luck at getting a good watermelon this year. Have you? I, you know what? I think I've only bought one and it was good. But I, the best ones are the ones that had a black seeds in them. I know, they're and they're sweeter. hard. Yeah, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Unless those you sugar, get them off a truck, or yeah, or mm-hmm. the um, or the farmers the market. market. Mm-hmm. Those sugar babies are really sweet and good. Mm-hmm. That's what I grew. And mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna tell you what happened to the garden, girl. It looks like a disaster. Hit. Okay, ain't nothing growing. The tomatoes are growing, but I never picked them. I just let the bugs have them. Mm-hmm. It's the circle of life. Okay, I gotta give back to the needy. However you want to put it. It is what it is, yeah. girl. Yeah, however you want to put it. Okay, so we're going to hop on into our topic. 
And this kind of, this actually stems from us watching Love After Lockup yeah. and the whole Mar- custody, custody battle with Marcelino, Tito, and Brittany. Girl, why every time I hear the name Tito, I always thinking about um, Vodka. Oh, Tito's Vodka. Because yeah. it's Tito's Vodka. I know. And I'm thinking, is that really the Tito? I thought Tito's was a, um, what's that other one? It's not a vodka. It's not vodka? I thought Tito's was a, um. Whiskey? Not a whiskey. No, it ain't whiskey because it ain't brown. Um, shit. What is that other liquor that I, that, the liquor they use to make the margaritas? Tequila? No. I thought Tito's was a tequila. Uh, you know I gotta look it up. Uh-huh. I think I spelled titties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> the topic <laughs> comes from um, oh, pretty much um, the boundaries that it says a homemade vodka. Oh, well, I guess it's okay. a vodka. I thought it was a tequila. That's what it said. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. That's it's, if Google say it, it's right. Girl, whatever. But yeah, I think it's it says homemade vodka. Okay. Everywhere. So, um, our topic today is going to be um, about boundaries that step-parents shouldn't cross. Mm. Um, more so because I feel like Marcelino, and I'm glad in the last episode, they do have now have joint custody. Um, so, now Brittany does have rights, which is a wonderful thing. Yes. But Marcelino definitely overstepped his boundaries, especially after his wife. Had the conversation of let me handle, handle it because I know how I to know handle him. him exactly. Like you, that was not Marcelino's place. I was so hot at him when he was driving over there because he knew it was gonna pop off. Exactly, I, Marcelino be ready to pop off on somebody. Yes, and then he like he kind of treads lightly with the women, but I knew they were gonna get into mm-hmm. it. I was like, you know, first of all, you came over to that man's house unannounced. Unannounced. And so he was feeling some kind of way. Exactly. You want full custody custody of my child. My child. How you as a man who got your own child going to come over and be like, I want full custody of your child. Because he's with us all the time anyway. Like, like mind your business. Yes. And like Tito, maybe he was giving Brittany time to rebuild her relationship. And seeing how it was going to go. Yeah. And then they have the new baby. Like, it's more over there. So I felt like he was being a good dad by letting him have that time with his mom. I, you know, I never took it, but took, looked at it like he was being a bad parent. I didn't either. I felt like she had been in jail for a long time. You know, if you want to share the kid, here you go. He didn't make a big deal out of it. Like going to court, making her get a lawyer. It just seemed like a, a perfect co-parenting situation. And then here he come, want to bring his little, uh, he gets on my nerves. His ass wanted to do too much. Mind your business. Yes. The only thing he should have did is drove the car to get Brittany over there. Yes. That's it. Yes. So, I and I I understood where Brittany was coming from. Like, hey, I still want to have legal rights. Because at any moment, things can change. change. But, I mean, I just felt like they was doing it like the regular, hey, let's have an adult conversation and see, you know, how this goes. I felt like they were co-parenting well. I thought they were But I think Marcelino was kind of upset that there was not some monetary money being exchanged. So what? It's not about that. And here's what I was thinking. Brittany's not complaining. That and the fact that he had to take care of the baby the whole time she was in jail. So it was cool. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) 
Exactly. Okay, so we're going to get into yeah. the topic. <laughs> just, let, let's, let's go with these eight boundaries. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure he done violated all of them. I'm sure. Okay, so one of the boundaries you should never cross is to talk negatively about your spouse's ex. And I know that is hard. Especially when they do dumb shit. When they do dumb shit, yes. Mm-hmm. So what, what can you speak to that? Because mm-hmm. you are a stepmom. When they do dumb shit, it's sometimes it's hard not to hold your mouth because mm-hmm. you might just be riding somewhere. You'd be like that, you know. You know, I hold my tongue really well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. really? That's stupid." Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that." Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people make decisions that you don't agree with. Yes, and you have to respect that they made a decision that you don't agree with. Yes, and you have to go on about your business. Mind your business. But I feel like still feel like it's dumb. I don't say that part, but mm-hmm. I try to preference it and clean it up and make it better. Mm-hmm. But after a certain age, the kid knows it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and they probably said it in their head for sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. So when things like that happen, it is better to listen and be open, obviously, with the kid and to also have an empathetic ear and be a source of support for the child who is going through something difficult with the other parent. Um, so, you know, the issue will probably resolve itself, um, but the child will still, if you said something negative, it's going to be in the back of their head and they're going to be looking at you with the side eye like, I know what you said about my mama. Right, you can't you call your mama, that mama, their daddy ugly. Or funky or nasty. Like, you got to choose your words. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't make it personal. Mm-hmm. That's very important. It is. It is. And the second thing was, um, don't be trying to discipline your little, your little stepkid. Like, it's cool. Well, okay. I I don't, I personally don't feel that a step parent should discipline a stepchild because it's, not your child. Like I, I personally feel some kind of way about it. And I think I feel that way because I've had experiences where people that I've known have had step parents that like discipline them. And I've always felt some kind of way about it. And I know that's something I never, I said in my mind, I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If that works for you and your family, then that works for you and your family. And I think there's instances where that does make sense because if your child is a male child and your child is, huge and sometimes you need that step parent that who is a male to get in that ass Mm -hmm. and it just depends you got to have a conversation with the other parent to say hey this is what i'm thinking about doing or if that child's even completely that father is completely out of their life then i feel like you had a right to discipline that child if you're going to veer them in the right direction Mm -hmm. but i've i've never personally disciplined like spanked a child, I will discipline him, kind of, sort of, maybe take something away, but I've never like spanked him other than like popping his hand, oops, popping his hand and saying, don't do that. But I've never like whooped him, mm-hmm. like pulled out of a belt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just never done that. And I, I agree. And I also feel like, like you said, that is a conversation. Like if you guys are all co-parenting together and that is the 
optimal thing to do, mm-hmm. then that is a discussion that everybody needs to sit down and have like, hey, mom, you know, you as the the official mom, like what, a, how do you discipline? Like, how would you like for me to step in, you know, outside of what his dad is going to do or vice versa? Hey, dad, you know, I know you guys have this relationship and you guys have these rules set in place. Like, how do you want me to fit into that? So mm-hmm. I think it, it definitely should be something that is talked about amongst all the parents if you are at the optimal level of co-parenting all together. And I I think one thing that I have realized that when you have a child and you're no longer married, communication is very important. If you don't communicate, things go crazy. Like you have to communicate. You have to learn those communication skills because a lot of people, they don't have them. No, not at all. And then you don't know how to handle situations. Parents don't talk, the kid doing whatever they want to do differently. It just becomes a mess. Mm-hmm. So you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And let's see here. Um, the next one is trying to take the place of your spouse's ex, i.e. Marcelino. Yes. Like he wants to be the daddy yes. so bad. And that's not, that's not sure. I'm, I love that he loves Geo. Like that is his child. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. But don't be trying to step in like you the daddy and trying no. to tell the daddy. How to be I a want your dad. I want your child. You know, like he's he's like slick telling, trying to tell him how to parent his child. Exactly. Like, and it seems to me, Gio has been, had been with his daddy for the past few years. He seemed like a well-adjusted and happy yeah. child. Like, it's nothing that you ever see, you know, from our eyes. I know where he has a problem. He looks like a happy kid, and I think that. <laughs> They would pretty much show him if he wasn't functioning properly mm-hmm. just for ratings on TV. They like they would show him like beating his head up against the wall, yeah. whatever he was doing. But he just really seems very well-rounded, yes. like a good, happy kid to been through everything he's been exactly. through. Exactly. Exactly. Don't happy take that smart. away. Right. Yeah. Don't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was putting yourself in the middle between your spouse and his or her children. While it may be tempting to try to get on your the kid's good side by disagreeing with your spouse is not a good idea. I don't think you should ever do that in front of the kid. Yes. Like, I think you should just go with the flow in front of the child and then talk about it later, especially if it's on big stuff. Or if I tell you to pick up your socks, don't be coming back behind me and be like, you don't got to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to present that you're on one accord exactly. and together. And then the kid is smart and they will know how to manipulate you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. They do that. They do that at a very early age. Oh, yeah. They start that when they're infants. Yeah. I'm going to cry and I'm going to jerk my, I'm going to make my body go stiff and everybody going to help me. How old was she? Three days old? She had a stiff body at an infant. She did. Yeah. She did. I don't know. And she's still making her body stiff when she, she oh in trouble. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Um, the next one is, um, no, we just did that one. Um, ignoring the wishes of your spouse's ex, um, in relation to the children. So this goes back to having the open conversation Mm -hmm. about the things you guys are agreeing to and, you know, not adhering to it, you know, when you're with the kid. So, you know, for example, if your spouse's ex don't want the kid to eat after eight o'clock in the evening, don't break the rule. 
it's but what if he ain't ate all day? What if I mean, he that's cheat? different. But or if they after just they just if they just a little something. chunky and you trying to slim them down, then of course abide by it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and also engaging in a parenting discussion with your spouse and his or her ex. So this may be a sticky situation, and I think this probably comes from you know, something that you have observed or you thinking that, hey, I know better than the both of them. So you're bringing your ideas to them. But, you know, ultimately how everything is going to go is going to be between them two, the two parents. They don't need you chiming in. Exactly. Even though if you chime in, it may be better. It may be better. Yeah. And and there's ways to suggest things to your spouse and just say, well, have you ever thought about doing it this way? Mm -hmm. And let them make that decision of whether or not they think that's a better idea. Mm -hmm. So, And again, this would probably work if you're at the optimal (laughs) co-parenting level. Like Jada Pickett, Will Smith, and his Sharice. Her name's Sharice. Yeah, I think it's Sharice. Yeah. Yeah. Or finally, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats and Mashonda have they finally gotten to that point? Yeah. So you know, if you're at the optimal level, then you can come. Mike can feel comfortable coming in and be like, "Hey, I've noticed this about so and so. You know, maybe we should all try this." You know. Let me ask you a question, and I'm going to read number eight. But do you think that like television and the media really make it? like glorifies not being able to effectively co-parent because they make all those couples seem like they're dumb or go ahead pizza or they make other couples feel like they are they're insufficient because they're co-parenting the correct way like i think it's very important and healthy for your child because you want to be able to co-parent and have a healthy relationship with your spouse and the spouse's family yes we can all go on vacation together yes we can all have birthday dinners together yes we can do all these things together because we are the adults in the situation just the child didn't ask to be here so therefore we have to make things work together and make things work effectively like I think it's very difficult Mm -hmm. on a child when they have like six houses to go to on Christmas when you can just do like cut that down like try to make it a little bit easier on the child not to have all these different places to go to only because the parents don't talk or they're beefing or whatever like I just think the media plays a role in glorifying not communicating effectively and not having healthy relationships. I just feel like that's where we are in this world. So, um, Daria didn't hear anything that I had to say about that. So I don't expect her to chime in. Maybe she's listening from downstairs, but however, I'm just going to keep talking because I don't do dead air. So I'm going to read number eight because that's what I'm supposed to do to finish out this thing. And then I'm going to ramble on until she comes back. So number eight is, Feeling jealous when your spouse and his or her children want some one-on-one time. Person, you knew that person had a child before you all got married. So you got to know or got together. You got to know your place and know that they're going to spend time together. It's very smart for you to put your own feelings aside and encourage them to spend time alone together because that's how they're going to cultivate that relationship and make their relationship strong and healthy. Like, It's important for your spouse to know who their kids are and their personalities. And if you're always in the way and they're never alone together, that's not good. Don't be feeling insecure about that. Gone about your business. That is the perfect time for you to hook up with your boys or hook up with your girlfriends and you do your own thing. Yeah. Or do something alone. Self-care time. Yeah. Go to the spa. Mm -hmm. 
and say, hey, how was, how, how was you all's date? Did y'all have fun? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Or let them go to the movies or something. And then you join them for dinner. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, they might be like, hey, here she comes. She always, and if they don't want you around, accept it and move on, yeah. period. Yeah. So what were you saying about TV? I was just saying that I thought, like, TV glorifies people not getting getting along. And they make these couples that get along together and co-parent well together make them seem like they're doing something wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, I will say, like, with the whole Gwyneth Paltrow with the unconscious coupling thing and how they, you know, decided to co-parent. I, I mean, if everybody is on the same accord, like, that's essentially what you want you know mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be like an angry no. thing like we didn't work out that's fine but shoot we gotta keep it together for these kids you right know? and move on about your business yeah. and be happy mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't get it i think it's glorified for you to be angry and upset with somebody yeah and i mean and that's typical with people going through a divorce like mm-hmm. they make it some people just hey, the shit didn't work, I'm going to move on and go about right. my business. It doesn't have to be, ah, I hate you, you know. No, it doesn't have to necessary. be in there. It can, it can go out very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because you're an adult. Like, act like one. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, so if you guys have anything to chime in, please hit us up at It's Not a Fairy Tale on Facebook or It's underscore Not a Fairy Tale on Instagram or It underscore Fairy Tale on Twitter. Um, and just let us know, like, some of the things you do to make co parenting um, or step parenting, you know, go Effective. well for you. And yes. Like, what are your tips exactly. on what do you do and what, yes. what shouldn't you do in exactly. case the article? article only covered eight so you know yes. it's like millions more out there that is so because somebody didn't undid it oh yes i agree <laughs> okay so we are going to get into rache reality mm-hmm. and we're gonna start off with love after lockup it was the season finale for the life after lockup portion and i feel like it kind of didn't end with everything kind of being wrapped up. Like we I have a like lot we, of questions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was me because I halfway listened to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like I have a lot of questions. Okay. So what couple you want to start with? I want to start off with uh, 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 Lizzie and Scott. Okay. So Scott's back on drugs. Yes. He's referred to as dope. Does anybody know what the dope is? Is it I weed? I think it's meth. Because he said... I haven't done heroin. I've done an amphetamine. And then he also oh. mentioned that he didn't smoke a pipe. No, he mentioned he didn't put in, do a needle. He smoked a pipe. So, so either was- the um, two drugs that you can use a pipe with are crack and meth. But and you can do a pipe with weed. You can't do a pipe. But most people don't refer to smoking weed as, with a pipe. With do- as dopey too. As dope. So well, that's- older people do. Right, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, but given the fact that his teeth have fallen out, I don't, it may be that's true. a little mess. Or poor dental care. I don't know. Hygiene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, it's one of those two. Yeah. Lizzie pushed him to it. He need to get that edge off. Um, 
I'm sure. I mean, he probably was doing it before then, like off and on. But I do agree that she probably pushed him back to the on. Because he was like broke. Mm-hmm. And then he has these random girls living there because he's broke because of Lizzie. And yeah, all that the person that's been living with him has been Charlene. Right. But, you know, he tried to act. Well, the other lady. Oh, the she other lady. There. She didn't live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> See, I feel bad for Scott. Like. I'm hoping that Scott Scott got with the other girl and he lived happy ever after because I feel like that's a good match for them. But he I wants what he wants and Lizzie don't want him now because he's on dope and she can go back to prison. Yeah, I mean she didn't want him even before she that. She didn't because so. he bought that ring and then he act like he was throwing it in the ocean. I was thinking, fool, you broke. Why are you throwing it in the ocean? I guess. I mean, that's so stupid. I just he needs to go to somebody's rehab or something. Like it's something deeper than. Lizzie. Right. Because the reason why he ended up with Lizzie is the, what he needs to like funnel down and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So Lizzie goes, gets back um, home. She goes to Michigan to see her mom and for Jasmine's high school graduation. Mm. And I was like, I, I thought she was, wrong. she was like 19 or 20. So Unless she maybe she failed a couple of years. Maybe. I know if it were I, I I don't know if I would have had them to film that. Her graduation? Yes. Because that was a personal moment. Not even a personal moment. It's just a moment of everyone knows I'm 19 or 20 and I'm just now coming out of high school. Well, why are you going to cover it up? Shit. She the one failed, skipped school, didn't go to school, whatever it happened. She had a rough life. She has an excuse. I guess. Her mama's in and out of the She pen. been with her grandma. But she that still affects her. Look how much bad she wants her mama to like her. That's true. Like, she's been struggling through school. She ain't been doing her work. She's got some psychiatric things that she struggled with that she had to kind of unload on. But now her mama's back. And so she done did her two years. Okay. She was two years behind, though. And that's what happened. That's my that's my theory, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. to it. Okay. okay. She just had a rough time. Okay. Again, I wouldn't have put that as a celebration on the show. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, that was it with them. Like Lizzie, I totally agree with you being like, look, I can't help you because I'm trying to get my shit together, and I'm not trying to go back to jail because I don't even really really like you like that. Right. So I I understood. Um, I wish Scott, you know, the best in getting himself together. And I'm hoping that Charlene, you know, will really, she's already a good friend, but I hope he would, he will now listen and take heed of what she's saying. Because she's the only person who has some type of sense. Um, I don't think he's going to listen to her. He probably, I think, I think she's been trying to help him. That's why she's there. Because he's got a drug problem. But she, she's on the show. She acted like she didn't know he had a drug problem. I just figured she was living there because he probably, they probably both needed to save money some type of way. That made sense to me knowing that he's in debt. You know what, Daria, let me tell you something. If I moved in with you, you had a drug problem to save face for you on TV. Well, actually saving face for me. I'm going to act like I know you had a drug problem. Okay. That's what friends do. They cover for their friends, don't you think? I wouldn't cover for you like You'd that. You'd be like, oh, this bitch been smoking crack. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> why would I cover for you for that? Like, especially if I probably having a conversation of you need to get some help. You be like, yeah, she's been on that shit. Yeah. She been on that shit for a long time. I've been telling her she was losing all this weight. She thought she was looking good, but she was bony as hell. Like, Teeth falling out. I can hear you now. Anyways, girl, I would and also say he would do the drugs at home. Like normally, if you gonna go, you gonna go get the hit somewhere. But are you? I don't know if you're functional enough to drive. Well, I mean, you take the hit, you sit there, and then drive. Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, I can. I won't divulge my personal, but I mean, I've been in the car with someone who has taken the hit and driven at the same time so so you know it oh gosh yeah yeah so i guess i mean i uh, i can barely drive drunk let alone high okay i mean I'm just i mean you it. can barely drive sober let's Whatever. get real <laughs> i'm a good driver okay tanisha have you ever had to write a claim for me no i've Not assisted gone. you but you haven't been at fault okay yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next couple. Let's talk about this daggone Clint. Is his name Clint? Clint and Tracy. Uh-huh. So they pretty much um got re renewed their vows. Why? They don't have no damn money. I mean, they got Clint's mom. Oh, they money. got they got TV money. Yeah. They got TV. They money. got that Matt Sharp money. That a thousand dollars per episode. <sighs> so. <laughs> So, of course, they're getting into it about the girl, the girl, and then also how Tracy left them on their first wedding day. And Clint even had to say, yeah, you left so you can go suck some to get a hit. And I was like, dang, he went real low. But Tracy laughed it off. He was serious, though. Yeah, she laughed it off. She was like, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Right, we'll see what happens tonight. Like, like she was pretty much, dude. Don't don't try me. I know, cause I might come up missing again. Yes, but she's sober, and I think she celebrates that. Well, I think she, she's happy about her little at that time, but at, not her sobriety, but her getting out of trouble. Yeah, anniversary. So I think she that holds her accountable mm-hmm. in not doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they went ahead, like they. Pretty much chewed each other's head off and then was like, okay, you ready to go get married? Okay, let's go. So they went and renewed their vows. That's what works for them. And I will say, as much weight as Tracy has lost, like, she Mm -hmm. looked good in her dress. Now, what was going on from the neck up, I can't speak to. But Mm -hmm. the fit of the dress was really cute cute on her. Um, So after the wedding, they're walking up the street and somebody blurts out, hey, is that Scott and Liz? No, I didn't hear that part. It was like one of the little commercials where they show like an extra clip. Oh, okay. And so Tracy just laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was them. And then while I was watching the show, I was on Twitter. And uh-huh. then it came out that Tracy went back to jail like last week for possession in Texas. What? She, You didn't see that? She looked horrible. Like it looked like she had like half of her hair shaved off on one side. It looked like she put on a little bit of weight. Mm. But yeah, she's back in the pen. Dang. She just, she, instead of going back and forth to jail, she really needs to go to an addiction treatment center. Jail is not the answer Mm. for that. 
Um, and you kind of hear, you know, why she goes back to using like earlier in the season. She was like, you know, when I feel alone, I start to use and, you know, Clint is unstable. She really don't have, you know. She don't have... I think the relationship with her, his mom would have kind of helped her. Probably. But she wasn't open to it. Yeah. But she probably just needed like AA or, or you yeah, know, like some kind some... of support system yes. like that. Maybe she does that, but you got to be open to do the work. Exactly. And most people aren't open to do the work when they know that they secretly want to like continue to use. Mm-hmm. So they don't put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just been her problem. And I think she had been using before because she just never gained like weight weight. She mm-hmm. always looked frail. Mm-hmm. And that Clint, he looks bad too. He's, yeah, he's and so on I'm something thinking as he's well. on something yeah. too. Especially the way he's been acting and how fidgety he is and something is off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe she could have taken a case just for him. I doubt it. Nah, because she was in Texas. Yeah. What the hell is she doing in Texas? That's where she's from. Oh, so, so we don't know. They probably had broke, broke up, up, or yeah, because yeah, yes. And then who else we got? Um, well, we talked we talked about Brittany and Marcelino a so little we, bit yeah. in the topic. So, you know, they Brittany has sixty percent custody, which I think is phenomenal. Yes, and so they could have messed that whole thing up. He for could her. have the whole thing up. Yes, she is a she is. A, Prisoner, not what they call him. A convict trying to get custody. She hadn't been stable. And then she got this dude that comes off unstable too. Mm-hmm. Why would the judge give her rights to this child? Like, I don't, Unless something was going on with Tito. And everybody keeps speculating that it looks like he may be on drugs. But we didn't see enough of him to know, you know what was going on. And it hasn't been said. So mm. I don't know. Something... Something is going on. I just need to know the signs of like people who be on drugs because they all look like they function properly. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't look like he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. Now it's obvious with uh, Clint and that other girl. Oh yeah, but like some people they be on drugs and you can't even tell. You have functioning addicts. I mean, yeah. my my granddaddy went to work every day and he was a functioning addict. So yeah, they yeah. just look like normal people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she got custody, um, and they went ahead and like did some drawing and they went to the jail, um, to meet, not necessarily meet, but to kind of see if Bunky could see them, um, from her window. And so they made a sign, um, asking Sasha to be the godmother, um, for Zoila. So I don't know if Bunky actually saw the sign from where they were because I think she was like on the thirtieth floor or something, or she was up high. You would have to have a big one, exactly. long sign with big letters in order for her to see that. Mm-hmm. You could have just sent her a letter and well, been her I pen mean, pal. Was still, email. she could still see them, their bodies outside of the window. So that's always good seeing that Brittany can't go to the jail. Oh, uh, because she's a criminal. Because mm-hmm. she's ex- yeah. So you can't visit somebody if you're an ex-con? If you're a, a felon, you can't So what if go... you get your stuff expunged? I don't think that's fair. That's the system. Gosh. That's the things the I learned. Yeah. Hmm. Just like two felons can't live together. <gasps> Didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, because they think y'all going to cook yeah. up some stuff and construe and make some, exactly. really make some things happen? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, so that was them. And um, next couple, I'm going to save Lamar and, Al and Andrea for last. So we can talk about the throuple. She, yeah. <laughs> oh, the look on your face. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that. So, you know, the previous episode ended with Michael saying he wanted a divorce. And for the life of me, and I know why Sarah felt as hurt as she does, because obviously she is not fed up enough. But I, I think just, she just has victim syndrome written all over her. Yes. Because she went and talked to the lawyer. She went and talked to the lawyer, had a copy of the papers. And I just feel like when he said, hey, I want a divorce, all she had to do was pull out the paper and be like, okay, let's do let's this. Let's do this. Yes. You need, you need I want a divorce too. You know? But then she had to go victim like, like, oh, you really hurt me. Acting like she never talked to a lawyer. I know. I, maybe it all just left her mind. I don't, but I think she, at the end of the day, she was still hopeful that he was going to get his shit together. And I'm like, he done showed yeah. you time and time and time. They don't be getting their shit together. Again, that just, he just bow out. Yeah. Be all right. And then, okay. So then she goes on about how, you know, I have loved you. I was down for you. I was that person. And, and that's then, fine. But, we're talking about the you. now. He, yeah. he don't want himself, to be honest. Yes. He don't, he don't love himself. <laughs> he, he don't, don't want love yourself. You. you don't love yourself. So then, so then what really pissed me off and made me want to throw the phone out the window is she's talking to the baby. And she was like, she's like, and you're just going to do that in front of the baby? The baby don't know. She don't know. She worried about watching she worried about Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Right. She ain't thinking about y'all. She ain't going to remember that. She's young. You know, remember that one time, Daria, when we were sitting at the table and my parents, they said they, they were getting a divorce. Don't no kid remember that? No. She made it so worse by bringing the child into it. She's like, and you're just going to say that while you're holding the baby? The, the baby, baby is not know. what, the baby is not like this thing that you're tying these emotions mm -hmm. to. Like you're tying all this stuff back to this child, these mm -hmm. children. I mean, Aviana, she don't know exactly what they're talking about, but I know she knows that she feels the energy. Right. That, so, but she's been feeling the energy. Yeah, it yeah. ain't no different than any other Megan exactly. energy. Yes. So, like, you don't got to involve the little kid in that. She yeah. just needs to mind her own business and go on and play with her toys and let her be happy. And, mm -hmm. and then she, he's holding a baby, feeding a baby, whoop-de-woo. -whoop. But, like, you're just going to do that in front of my daughter? Your baby don't know what's going on. Like, it is okay <sighs> to bow out. Like, you, your life will be, like, 20 times better. Just let it go, girl. Just let it go. Yes. In my Keisha Cole voice, let it go. Girl, that's a good song, honey. Let it go. Okay. I don't know if it goes like that, but at the um, end, when she kind of do the, never mind. See, so, now I gotta go listen to it so I can hear what you be hearing. Okay, I didn't hear that. Okay, so he and then Megan, and then he got he called Megan or Megan called him. Well, let's 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 okay rewind it back. Okay, so keep me on point. Keep me yes. on point. Yes. So she then says, "Okay, well, I'm gonna be leaving because I'm, you know, I'm off, I'm almost done with maternity leave. So she packing up the kids to go, and so she, then she's like, you know, I'm gonna let him, you know, pursue trying to see the kids and all that oh. stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, 
I mean, I wouldn't have driven my two young kids out to see him. That's just me because I've been in a car with young children and I wouldn't do that by myself. Um, But yeah, I, I do feel like it sh should fall on him to make more of an effort. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think she will be closed off to him coming to see the kids, but, but it wouldn't just be one. Yeah, he's he off. Okay. But here's what got to me. He's, he was saying that he married her because he felt like that was the only way he could see his daughter. Yes. And that's why he felt like he needed to marry her. Because mm -hmm. she's that petty. Mm -hmm. Like. And it, it's not that she wouldn't let him see it. But the stipulation was like she, she had to be there. Like she didn't feel comfortable with him right. just taking her little girl. I'm going to be her, really it honest. It was always her little girl. It's not our little girl. Exactly. However, I'm going to be really honest. I know he loves those girls. But knowing the shit that he has done in the past, I just wouldn't want my little girl to be by herself with him riding around somewhere and something jump off. That's true. Like, I would not feel comfortable with that. So, I kind of see if she's the main caregiver, I, I see that as being a reason why she would feel uncomfortable. I would never keep the kids away, but look, right. I need to be there to watch y'all. And if not that, then I would make an arrangement just to say, hey, grandma... Michael's grandma. Yes. Here, I'm going to have the babies come over. I love Michael and all, but could you please make sure that the baby just stay? You know, try. Yeah. You can try that. Because there's going to be times when you got a new dude and you can't you can't be there with your ex, with your new... It gets so complicated. Mm -hmm. So you got to find alternative measures. Or just go to the court and have, like, supervised yeah. visitation or something. But they do have the right to spend time with their dad. Yeah. But I, I, just, yeah. I just was like... Is that the real reason why you married her? Because she seems like that type of person who would leverage him like that. That mm -hmm. whole puppet master oh, thing. Oh, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Yeah, I just feel like they need to go the right way and do it through the courts. Because they would not come together to make any types of agreements. Because no. she, she wants to be in control of everything. Yeah. And she feels like she doesn't have any control when he's wanting to do his own thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. And she don't want them kids around Megan. But it's nothing you can do about that. It's going to happen. Like, it, if it ain't Megan, it's going to be some other. Right. It's so, going to be somebody else. Yeah. That's that's just, that comes that's, with it. Right. That's And you're an adult, and these yeah. are your kids, and the kids might be around 20, 40, 50 other women mm -hmm. by the time, but you just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So, um, then it comes to Michael coming home, um, driving at Malibu. Mm-hmm. And showing his mom his papers that he is off of parole. And she is so excited. Like, he just brought Won home the a degree. Yeah. And... You um, made it, baby. Exactly. So glad you made it. And so, um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, see Megan. And his mom is like, are you going to ask her to marry you? And then the mom is like, you know, I just can't get to get down with Megan because I think she's the one who ruined the marriage. I'm like, no, your son... Ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> like, he has no accountability for anything. You did not teach him that. So, don't put this on Megan. <laughs> that, you know what? In re in situations like that, the male, whoever the child is, is never wrong mm -hmm. on either side. So, mm -hmm. you're going to always have your kids back. She know how her son is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, another thing that got me was that you know, him going to see Megan versus going to see his children that he so desperately wants to have a relationship right. with. 
Like, if that's what you want, that's where you need to be. You stay there. Yes. Um. So he goes to see Megan. And on his way to go see Megan, he gets a call from some other female mm-hmm. that he says. And so it seemed like a very regular conversation. Like she was talking about, you know, I'm tired from the kids. You know, I just got in with the kids. And he mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah, how you been? And right. so production is like, is that Megan? I'm like, why would y'all even ask if that's Megan? Megan don't got no kids. Right. How about who was that? <laughs> Open-ended question. Yes. So he gets off the phone with her and he pulls up to Megan's house and is amazed. They do have a beautiful home. And he's like, oh, look he at this. Like he, they got money. Right. I'm just ready for that daddy. I really wanted the daddy to open the door. I'm ready for that daddy. I don't, I don't know if we ever going to see him in the daddy, like, talk. Mm. So the daddy is just like, go get the door. So Megan comes out and he says what he says hey you know i just want to apologize and she's like well we'll see you know where this what happens and where this goes and that's how they ended which is kind of weird i just felt like it should have been a little bit more to wrap that up yeah yes i just feel like i'm hoping that megan was like really he'll know but i don't know because she it's not the brightest star. Okay. So hard. I know. Um, so we have um, Andrea and Lamont. And if Lamont would have shook her, I would not have been mad. I wanted him to shake her. She needed to be shook. <laughs> she, what's up with all these women in this power leverage thing they have going on? Like it's they, no they like ninety day. I'm gonna hang this, these immigration papers over your head. It's like, like a lot of the women. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna hold your freedom because I feel like at the end of the day, Andrea might be the type that uh call the police and say he put his hands on me. Like I wouldn't put that above her. Mm. So I sad. So I knew she was crazy when she acted like that about the weed being at his family's house. I knew she, I knew was, she was crazy, crazy a long season. time ago. Yeah, yeah. Let me just get this season. I was like, girl, why are you overreacting? You act like you. She just be acting super bougie. Like exactly, and I'm like, cause she is trying to get him to stay in Utah, bitch. You are the whoa, only whoa, 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 whoa. of three black people whoa. in your city. First of all, I have never heard you go bitch on anything. Well, she's she's she deserving. Makes you, she's deserving. That is like a first. Anyway. <laughs> I ain't never heard you say that. She must really piss you off. She pissed me off because I'm like, this man does not want to live here like I understand why you want him to not be in L.A. I granted, I love L.A. I do, too. There are different parts of L.A. that are really, really nice. Right. I feel like whatever street they stay on, she makes it seem like they stay in the middle of the hood. Like, it looked like a nice street. It looked like a to nice her, place. To her, it is a hood because it's not Utah. Girl, please. I'm going to need her to find her black ass self. Right. She just. Yes. Ugh. I came with her. So, bitch, I was like, that little girl, remember that little girl, her mom was fucking hot, she turned around and said, bitch, 
that's how you just did. Like it was real. It came from the like from your it came the from bottom. Myself. Yeah, yes. it came. It came from from yes. deep down. It did because that's how she be acting. Like, like I took your, I, I took your uh, debit card and your ID. And if he would have shook her, I would not have been mad. <laughs> like, why are you messing with that man's stuff? Exactly. Because he like, want to go back freedom. home. Yeah. Like, what if he get pulled over? And he doesn't have that. Like, you're fucking with his freedom, you know? Right, because he could go back. Exactly. Girl. And he the lone black man riding somewhere in Utah. Like. That's I, scary. It is. That's boy. Maybe it's her wig. I that wig know. glue done soaked into her brain and she ain't functioning properly. I don't think properly. she's ever functioned properly. Yeah, I want to know the deal what happened between her and her ex-husband. ex-husband. Yep. She's probably crazy. I believe it. Unstable. I believe it. And then I don't understand, again, don't understand why she has such an issue with LA because she was on Dance Moms in LA. So they used to live there. She's stupid. You know? She's stupid. Don't act like we don't know. She's just stupid. So I am glad that Lamont got his shit and peeled off. (laughs) Dumb. Yes. So, um,. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't appreciate how she pretty much made all these plans for him. And then she's like, well, if you leave, can can you come back in three weeks and we can stay for six months? And I'm like, this is not a place, like, this is not what you do in a marriage. Like, you, have you don't compromise. hold, you have yeah. to compromise. Like, she can compromise and be like, okay, well, can we move to a better area in L.A.? Can we live outside of L.A.? Like, something where he can yeah. at least drive his nice little... Mercedes Benz to get back to his his family yeah so gosh I just and then again that did not wrap up well like we were left with a lot of questions like where y'all going what's the deal but it you know it just keeps us wanting to watch it next time yeah I mean and a new season starts this Friday I'm definitely gonna watch it but I don't know if these the stuff that I'm seeing on the commercials, like I don't, I don't know if it'll be as good as what it was last season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see. That's love after lockup. We're gonna talk about these housewives of Potomac. Yeah, I miss that whole one, so I don't even know what happened. Okay, so I'm gonna go home and watch it. I think you probably not. It's okay. <laughs> I actually no. I was looking forward to this episode. I just decided to go out with my friend and drink, and that was important. Okay. I had priorities. I was out late on a school night. Look at you! Literally shut the restaurant down mm-hmm. and uh, had to sober up in the car. Okay, that kind of fun. Okay, cackling. Good. You I'm know, proud of you. you know my girl. She always be coming with the most. When is talking. she gonna come and record with us? I don't know. We can invite her. Her schedule is yes. pretty much open. We should just do an episode on, like, Saturday or something. That's fine. Okay. Just remind me because, you know, I forget. Okay. So, um, Housewives of Potomac started off. How did it start? It started off with Ashley trying to meet her dad. So, the auntie knocks on the door. He cracks it open. Ashley says, hi, I'm your daughter. He turns off the lights and closes the door. Mm. And she also said he gave her a face. Like, bitch, why you here? So that was that on that. Um, she They then show her in the hotel talking with her mom. And her mom is talking about, you know, I can't believe he did that. 
I have an issue with her mom. Because I feel like her mom kind of set her up for the okie doke. Because in a previous episode, she was like, you know, I support her. And it's one thing to be supportive, but I just feel like she set her up because she knew who, who this man was. And as but a mom. It actually seems like a person who where she's got to learn everything for herself. I totally so get that. So that's why I think, sorry, I was away from the mic. I had to, you know, look at my toe. <laughs> Girl, I have to tell you about me dropping a picture on my toe. Oh, it ain't gosh. been right since. I okay. think it's broke. Oh. But anyways. So, um, yeah, so I think she's very strong-willed, and she's just like, you know what, I ain't even deal. You know how you talk to people when they don't listen, so you let them do what they want to do anyway? Probably like how you do me. So that's what happened. I get that, but in none of the conversations, like, because her mom would be like, oh, I think that'll be good for you. Like, as a mom, and having, knowing that my ex was full of that bullshit, I would be like, look, I don't think you should go. I support you in wanting to figure this part of your life out, but I'm telling you now, he is on that bullshit. So don't be surprised. I was married to exactly. Just like the mom from um medicine, Meritus medicine, medicine LA, uh-huh. like with um the bald headed girl's oh, mama. Yeah. She kept it extra she real. Did. She did. That's but she how mama, but her mom ain't ain't stable anyway. She, so she ain't not. even thinking about it. I know. It ain't even about that. It ain't personal. It's just where she's at in her life, her own life. She That's ain't thinking about that, man. That's true. She's gonna be like, I'm gonna break Ashley's heart, so maybe she'll feel like going back to what we talking about. She lets the daddy break her heart, then she looks like the hero. That's how it works sometimes in these little relationships with these parents when they split up. Cause they always want to be the better parent. Mm-hmm. She set that up. She probably did. That's my that's that's, that's my observation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She probably did. So then it shows Ashley talking to Michael, even though Michael told her you shouldn't go. So she's telling him what happened, and he's like, "Well, when he shut the door, did you knock on the door again?" <laughs> and she was like, "Actually, I did, but he didn't answer the door." See, that's the stuff that others do. Because <laughs> you're gonna let me in right now. Daddy, daddy, I want to talk to you. Can we just be friends? No. Black folks, they might knock on the door, but it's a different kind of knock. Yes. It's with some aggression. <laughs> and they ain't just knocking down the door. They might shoot the door up. I mean, it, it's, you know, he might have he might have had somebody in there, though. He ain't had nobody in there. He done, he done blocked her on Facebook. She done wrote him letters with no response. Like, I know. His, after that, her mama. I, her mama set her up for the she downfall. She set her up. Yes. She set her up. So I'm glad this was some closure for her. Um, But yeah. And then I feel like also the aunt and uncle, before they went, they weren't trying to set up for the okie doke. They were like, look, your dad has some demons. I haven't talked to your dad since 2011. That mm. says a lot. Like he's not even fooling with his own siblings. So what make you think when he gonna you, be open? Yeah, when you got demons like that, yeah, they laid it out. He got demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some people have them. Yeah, yeah. So um, then we go to um, Giselle and Robin talking about Robin's open house for her rental, not her rental, for her flipping property. Mm-hmm. And Robin makes girl that fucking thing done flopped. She did, but it was nicely done, even though it was super in the hood, as was was noted with Karen and the realtor. Gosh. We're talking about uh, 
the one who's married to that dude that they ain't really married no more. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't know if we skipped over to Giselle because Giselle's going to do that too. Yeah. And I missed the show, so I didn't know. Okay, so Robin and Giselle are talking, and they're kind of talking about what was said by Ashley about Monique saying that they really kind of dismiss her um, because she got her shit together and she's married to someone who loves her who has money. And <laughs> so, you know, they feel a way about that because they both miserable bitches. So, <laughs> whoa, what has Mexico done to my friend? Nothing. It must be the watermelon juice. Well, I would say Giselle more than Robin because Robin is kind of delusional in her She just relationship. loves who she loves. So, but I, you know what? I take that back. Like, the birthday party, I felt like he was feeling her. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I feel like there's some the, some positive energy moving toward their relationship from him. Okay. It's not like a use, did you not think that? I didn't see that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was so sweet. It was really sweet. Like okay. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like she stuck it out and maybe she'll get, maybe, maybe since she's been dangling that carrot out there, maybe she'll get what she really wants. I doubt it. College, what's that dude, that Geico commercial almost had it? With the dollar and the dude fishing. Oh. That's how it is with them, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Almost got it. I don't know if it's going to I happen. got a dollar. That whole thing. Yeah. So, it was a real cute moment for them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm hopeful. I think there's some feelings there. I think he's more into it now since he sees her trying to make money. And maybe that's what really happened in their relationship. I don't know. It's not my business. Not my marriage. Not my concern. I just watched the show, and that's what my observation was. Because if you fuck up my money, we got problems. We do have problems. Right. And that seems like a nice sum of money, because now we're living in a townhouse. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were living fabulous before. And and we got our kids and sharing a room, and all your clothes is in a closet. I mean, in another another room. room. (laughs) But that's not my business. But some kids like to sleep in the same room. Yeah, boys, they're at that age. Yeah. But it's going to be a little while when they don't want to be in the same exactly. room. Because they're going to whack it off alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they only have a temporary amount of time. That's true. That's very true. Because <laughs> they're going to be whacking it off in the shower. And then you go in there and, oh, little boys, they do some weird stuff. Okay. Okay, moving along. So, so Robin tells Giselle, you know, don't mess with Monique at my event. You know, you leave know the pregnant messy. woman alone. So that's then Robin and Giselle meet up at this um, sales lot for semi trucks. So Robin's next venture is probably going to be getting into the transportation industry. Mm. I can see her being a trucker. She looks like a she trucker. Looks, she looks and sounds like a trucker. Because she got a deep ass voice. Because, yep. Hey. Yep. Break a break a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, she kind of she kind of got like a chiseled jaw. She does. Mm-hmm. She has some strong features. Yeah. Yes. She could be a man though. I could so <laughs> see her being a man. Like really, her hair short now. I could see her. I could see that. And I, I think she may it. Her cut is cute on her, but I think she may want to grow it out to soften. Yeah. Her features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's, you know, considering that, seeing that, you know, she had to pay all these truckers to come to the rental property. And she's like, I can do that. And I will say, you know, when things are good, 
when we don't have the Trump tariffs going mm-hmm. on, it is a good industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's something to consider. And I think I read an article not too long ago about more black women jumping into the industry. So I said, go on, Rob, and go for it. Right. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to make your paper. I respect that. Exactly. So um, Karen meets up with her sister and they crack me up because she was talking about all the numbers. Her sister was talking about all the number lipsticks that she couldn't find. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were on their way. To, I didn't see that. Did that remind me of me and all my lip glosses that I carry around? It kind of did. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she knew them all by number. So I know them by name. Okay. Let me get that tiramisu. Let me get that yeah. angel food. Cake. Yeah, she kept yeah. saying, I need my 587 and my 569. Like, <laughs> I can't do the numbers. So they were on their way to like a kind of a memorial for their parents. And mm-hmm. they let out some white balloons, said a prayer with each of their Bibles. And then proceeded to play Karen's daughter singing Amazing Grace. And that was that. Are and you looking at me? What? Did you not hear her record that shit with Macy Gray? I, did, I we, didn't see we, that. We, we not going to talk about that? I didn't see that episode. Okay. So how old is her daughter, first of all? I think she's like 20, 21. A good girl. That girl can't sing. Okay. I need to make sure she was of a legal age before I like tear her <laughs> down. Because if it's a little kid, she's got some growing to do. Her vocal cords ain't stretched out. Macy Gray has her own unique sound. It is. And that's who she is. Exactly. You ain't Macy Gray. You ain't Macy Yellow. You ain't Macy Pink. You are whatever your name is, little girl. And mm-hmm. why would your mama set you? Don't you know set everybody's... Lady B out like that. I mean, I know what her strengths are and I know what her weaknesses are. Has there ever been a time where you thought she was strong in something and you just was not in reality that saying, my baby's still good at this? Right. Does now, that happen? It, right now, depending on how probably these first few weeks of school go. I'm, I'm going to say it's the math right now because she is strong. No, I'm talking it. about talent. Our talent. I mean, my child be all over the place, so I don't know what her talents really are. <laughs> but I'm saying like. But I know. But I know that she's like really great in karate. She don't even like karate. But she's good at it. <laughs> that child boy, I tell you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, does that really happen for a parent? Because she like set us kid out and was like, "Oh, baby, I want you to record." And I'm th- when she started hitting them notes, I was like, I turned around, I looked at the TV, like. But I feel like most parents, in their mind, she probably sound thinks she sounds like an angel. That's like with what's the face on Married to Mary, Married to Medicine, and her daughter. Like her daughter's voice is just okay, but. She makes it seem like it is more than what it is. Who is that? Um, what's her name? The one who always be in the shit. Daddy's wife. Not oh, what's her name? Dad. Oh, 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 heavenly, heavenly. Like her daughter just has a to me like a regular voice, little kid voice. Yeah. yeah. So, but heavenly makes it seem like she is like this amazing singer. So I just think it's kind of your right. ears are clogged as a parent, like. For me, Shady D, she can carry a note. Now she was like, "Mommy, I want to sing." I'd be like, Mom, "I can I get you sing. some. I can get you some lessons, but I can't guarantee this gonna be lucrative for you." <laughs> you, know? you always keep it real. You always keep it real. Oh, well, you know, you just never know. There's yes. some singers in her family, so it may change. But I'm just saying, like, 
that little girl couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. And it came out good, mm-hmm. but that's like studio good. Yeah. Like it made it bear, like you could bear the noise. Okay. For me, that's how I felt. Okay. You know, I'll say anything. But little girl, I'm sorry. I've if heard that mixed reviews because some people have said she sounds better than Candace. I think Candace can sing. She just needs to control her voice better than what she does. So, what did you think? I think Karen can sing. I think Karen tries too hard. Candace. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. think Karen can sing. But I, I mean, Candace can sing. I think she just tries so much to overpower and be this great grand Whitney Houston mm-hmm. when you should scale it back to. I don't know. Um, I can't even think of just a like mm-hmm. a basic thing. Okay, stop trying to be Whitney and just be cool with Ashanti. Just stay at that level. Okay. You may not be able to hit all the notes. That's, yeah. And just chill out. Stay okay. in your lane. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. So, um, then we veer over to Karen meeting with her friend to pick out the bottles for her perfume. That was it. And then, so, um, then they show Monique and Chris doing CPR lessons. I'm glad that they did that and hoping that the kids would pick up on whatever the lady was trying to teach. But them kids was everywhere. Mm. And I understand, you know, at that age, they really can't sit still that long. Um, She don't have her hands full. That little girl. That little girl, that little boy. Then her new little boy. No, that new little boy. I think he's chill out. I think he's like... I'm going to act just like my daddy. I'm going to sit on this couch because they moving around a whole lot. And I don't want to be like them. Yeah. I just want to chill and y'all doing too much. Yes, yes. I know when I watched it last week, I cracked up and I wanted to name the episode, Oh Lord. Because when he, when she acted like her water broke, he was like, Oh Lord. It was like his inner granny just came out. Came out. He was it scared cracked to death. me up. I know. I scared love to death. <laughs> scared to death. So that was them. So now we get to um, the open house with Robin. And I'm I'm hoping that she probably did have a separate, like, real open house. Because mm-hmm. this was not the time. So um, all the ladies came. Um, Karen cracked me up um, telling her, the realtor, like... The realtor was like, you know, this isn't the greatest of neighborhoods. And Karen was like, I know. When I got out the car, somebody tried to sell me some ganja. <laughs> like, so old. Ganja. <laughs> um, and so the house came out nice. The kitchen mm-hmm. is really pretty. Um, it was staged very well. One of Robin's friends is a stager, so she right. did a really good job. Um, so the realtor was like, you know, I have a couple of people interested. Somebody's going to stop by today. And so all the ladies are kind of coming in and they're seeing the house. They're like, oh, you did such an amazing job. Like, this is really nice. So everybody was cool. So Ashley and Robin were talking about Ashley's meeting with her dad. And I felt like Robin was really, you know, genuine and mm-hmm. saying, you know, that is horrible. But just know that none of this is your fault. Like she gave her a really good right. feel. And so, Giselle comes. Mm, messy. And as soon as she walks in the door, she greets everybody. And Monique gets up to greet her and give her a hug. And Giselle is like, oh, so we doing this fake shit right now? Mm-hmm. And Ready the look on Monique's face was like, "You really? Really you gonna do this? Like, why? 
And she even says, dang, can we just give Robin like 10 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, to really just let us, you know, celebrate her for 10 minutes, right. you know, before you start into this. And Giselle was not hearing it. I'm, that makes her a bad friend to me. It really does. Because it's not about you. Exactly. In that moment, that was her, something she's been working on for a long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. And you just going to ruin it. And when she already told you, don't do that. Yes. Yes. Just nasty. Yes. Nasty, nasty. So Malik is like, okay, well, if you want to do this, let's, let's do, do this. this. So they have the conversation and Giselle is like, you know, I, you know, Ashley told us what you said and I don't feel like that's right. And Monique was like, well, okay, we can talk about it. I do feel like you and Robin minimize the things that I go through. And that's what I said. It was an observation. That's how I feel. It was nothing bad against you. It was nothing bad against her. That is how I feel. Right. I have the Those right to are my feel feelings. Like, yeah. And so Ashley, they asked Ashley and they were, she's, they're like, you know, well, is that how it, you know, came out or what's your observation? And Ashley was like, she pretty much was telling me how she felt. Right. Her and that's feelings. that's what it was. Her feelings, not anybody else's. Exactly. Feelings. Yes. So, you know, then... Candace comes and then they talk about the whole cell phone thing. Mm. And granted, I love Monique. I would not have shown anybody my text messages between somebody else. I understand she was doing it to be transparent, but I wouldn't have done that. I just would have like, look, here's my say shit. Right. Yeah. And that's what it is. So they talk about that. And Monique, you know, owned up to it. She was like, yes, I showed her. The text to be transparent to let her know I was not talking shit about her husband. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, it's nothing wrong with showing the text as long as it doesn't incriminate somebody else. Exactly. I think it's perfectly okay to be transparent that way. But I think if you show the phone and it shows like something like yes, me showing you that you were being messy and Mm -hmm. I'm like innocent in the situation, I think that makes it bad. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, they just, they all drive me crazy. Yes. So then they talk about that. They talk about the comment of um, Monique saying that Ashley is not allowed in her house, which was not a big to-do. They always make it a to-do. Yeah, so they just, you know, going back and forth, and that's how the show ends. If I were Robin, because the the person who was interested in putting in an offer left. Mm Mm-hmm. If I were Robin, as soon as Giselle came in with that energy, I would have politely walked her outside and been like, look, this is not the place right now. You either going to be here to celebrate me or you can take your ass on home. And you call me you're fucking up my money. money. Exactly. Like and that's what I don't play you. with. Exactly. Girl, that's so crazy. Yes. So stupid. Heifers. Oh, gosh. And then I forgot about um, Candace and her sister and her mom going to the winery dressed like... And I'm going to take this back to Brown Sugar. What was it? Ran and Ten. The Hip Hop Dalmatians. Because they had on their Ran and Ten vest and black and white coats. Ooh. Yes. I just, they should have just started singing The Ho Is Mine in my eyes. And for you who have seen Brown Sugar a gazillion times like I have. You haven't seen Brown Sugar? I don't remember it. You know how I am with watching TV. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, um, they are at the winery talking about, um, just life in general. And I noticed they talked about the sister brought up the therapy 
Candace's mom was like, I don't need no therapy. I know mm. myself. And mm. I could see her saying that only because she like, look, I'm old. I'm in my ways. I am and who I am. Change, yeah. Exactly. You can change I, people. Yeah. That's and I sure. like that her sister, the younger sister, pretty much knows how to handle Dorothy. Yeah. Like, she like, whatever. I see what is going. I ain't going to go down. Whatever, Dorothy. <laughs> and then what I kind of didn't like was Candace bringing up what she was told about Monique. Like, I don't know. I just want to say too much of anything about my friends around Dorothy because I just feel like she has she's the messy. Yeah. But she surprised me and said... You need to talk to her because some friendships and relationships right. are worth, worth working mm-hmm. on. And I was like, Dorothy, really? You said that? That came out your mouth? Girl, I was surprised too. Yes. Like, where'd you get that little bit of reality yeah. and emotional intelligence and I everything know. else that goes along with it? Because I wasn't expecting that from I her. I was not. So that's how everything ended. I cannot wait till next week. They're going to be out of town acting up as mm-hmm. they normally as, do. As usual. Embarrassing themselves so embarrassing <laughs> like why <sighs> yes so that's it um do we have any fairy moments mm-hmm. or anything okay um shoot let's find a quote i was gonna have a fairy moment but now i cannot remember what it was so you went away no you can oh was it a different fairy moment yeah i can't think of what it is Dang, and I had it on my mind before we came up here. Oh, well. You can use it for next time. Yes. So you got a quote? Yeah. Okay. What was that fairy moment? Oh, look at that. This Maybe this is a what. Read that. It's about a fairy. That's just the first thing that popped up, believe it or not. You know these phones be listening to us. I know. Once in a while, right in the middle of an ordinary life, love, give, love gives us a fairy tale. And this is from Hitched. Yeah, they're out there. From time to time. Finding the fairy tale. (laughs) Okay, so be sure to like, subscribe, give us five stars, um, and comment wherever you listen to your podcast. We are on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker. Spreaker, Stitcher, I think sometimes it comes on. I don't know. It's only so many. It's only so many that's on SoundCloud. I know. I was about to say sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Yes. And if you want to reach out to us, if you want have any want us to provide any advice, you have any letters that you want us to read, please forward them to It's Not a Fairy Tale six one five at Gmail. If you want to just comment on the shows or anything like that, send it to us. We will definitely read it on air for you guys. And um, we are on all the social medias, um, and it will be in the show notes. And you got anything else, Tanisha? Nope. All right. Well, we will see you guys or talk to you guys next week. And we, again, I do have something. Go ahead, girl. I want to thank all of our listeners for taking the time out to listen to us and our shenanigans every week. So thank you. We appreciate you. Spread the word. Spread the love. Right. We need to get our subscribers up. Like, share. Send us some suggestions, like you said. But yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Yes. If you have any fairy topic ideas, if you have any business buzzes, like we want to shout y'all out. Right, for free. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.